Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. This is Tim Birch sitting in for uh, our executive director, Kurt Sumner, this week. Uh, And we've got a fascinating guest that, uh, and like I was just telling her before we started recording, that I've been following her on social media, not stalking, uh, just being uh, through the Surveyor pages. And her story is fascinating in that uh, she kind of, uh, talked about on social media getting ready to take her test and and uh, out in California and and then she's I mean she has shared some wonderful surveying products um, I love your plats you've been you've been posting lately and then to turn out you know on top of all this she paints and she does a lot of these uh, surveyor themed paint uh, paintings um, that are people are requesting from all over the country which is fascinating to me that uh, uh, well. It's not, it's so good that you have an eye for that. We are speaking today with Connie Barrett. Uh, she is from California. And so, Connie, tell us a little bit about who you are, what your current role is, you know, where you work. What, uh, what's going on in Connie's life right now? So I am in Orange County, California, in Aliso Viejo, and I work for Michael Baker International which is a a big national and international engineering slash surveying slash planning, et cetera, company. And uh, I am, for the most part, mapping specialist there. Um, And I'm working on my probably 30th or 33rd year in in surveying. It's been so many, I lose count. (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs) My precision is going to be pretty low, but I think it's pretty accurate. <laughs> sure, exactly. <laughs> oh. And, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and like I said, I work mostly with mapping. I do million ALTAs, boundaries, subdivisions, um, anything really related to, um, to properties, property laws, and, and – uh, not so much construction layout. We have a different department that does a lot of sure. construction layout. Sure. So. so are you like the rest of the profession uh, that is just absolutely, for the most part, slammed with work and just it's a constant, uh, just kind of a, a controlled chaos of getting getting uh, work in and out of, the, out of your office? It's getting busier and busier and busier. And uh, it's nice. I've, 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 my career has been through two recessions and one boom time, so I'm welcoming busy times. Yes, I think yeah, you you and I have I think have we've, have kind of followed the same path. That yeah, there were a couple of uh, couple of uh, recessions there that really kind of threw us back and and some boom times. So uh, yeah, I can can completely relate. Un, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on the the time frames. All right, so. Connie, tell us. Every surveyor has a story on 
how they got started in surveying, whether it was from a family, from a family friend, from a from school or from, you know, whatever. Uh, how did Connie Barrett get started in surveying? So I am originally from Croatia, which used to be part of old communist Yugoslavia. And it was still a communist Yugoslavia when I was when I started there. So just to put a, a little framework on it. And my grandfather was a surveyor back there. So wow. I always, yeah, he he was uh, up to a deputy county surveyor at, at one uh, towards the end of his career. So I always knew what surveying was. And, you know, I kind of got started into liking it or daydreaming about it on occasion is as back as I was five years old, my, my grandfather still had the old 1930s, 1940s uh, theodolite and wow. he would put it on a windowsill and when I was the little kid in the evening, he would point it at the stars and have me look at the stars and the moon through the, through the, the auto light and tell me, you know, bedtime stories. So that became an, a very early comfort zone for me. <laughs> that is really cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was very fortunate and, uh, and a very magic time. So then fast forward at the end of elementary school, the way the school system was set up over there, you have to pick a career at the end of elementary school. Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know a lot about what you're doing. And a lot of it was also based on um, your grades and placement scores and what the government thought you needed, uh, they needed because it was a communist system and this and that. So after a bunch of tests and whatever, we narrowed down my choices and the one that appealed to me the most and that I was comfortable with was surveying. So uh, that's how I started. I got sent to a surveying school. Um, that was a hybrid between a college and high school. I never know how to explain it oh, because- sure. No, that's good. Yeah, you, you, you get your basic prep school education, but you also get technical education that once I com once I came to the US, U.S. and compared it to some of the four-year curriculums, we learned the same thing. Sure. So that was, uh, that was very beneficial. I, absolutely. Now, I do have to ask you, being in, in, in Croatia, in, in, in that, that, part, you know, that part of Yugoslavia at the time, um, several of, my, you know, of our contemporaries uh, from, from Europe and, and such have always told me how the surveyor in, in, a, in, in a community, in a country like yours, how much more almost revered the, the surveyor is uh, versus how we are seen in, in the United States. And, you know, it's more of a, you know, and we won't get into the trade or profession argument. I mean, I think you and I are both on the same page, but, but back in, uh, back in Europe and, uh, and, uh, Russia and such. I mean, it, the the surveyor was not necessarily uh, a priest, but I mean, it was it was they were that seen as that high up uh, as as respected in the in the the neighborhood. Yes, you you are a respected scientist over there, just like an engineer would be, just like an architect would be. 
my mom was an architect. My dad was a naval architect. My grandfather was a civil engineer. My other grandfather was a lawyer. And it all, you're basically in the same circles as far as the respect level that your uh, chosen profession has. Wow. I'm, I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of that situation. I'm also jealous of your your lineage. I mean, your family background, uh, that had to have been, I know every family dynamic has got their own dynamics, but wow, that's a, that's a pretty, uh, uh, pretty intelligent uh, family base you had there growing up. Oh, yeah. Well, they think I'm just a surveyor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're just a surveyor, right. So um, yeah, there's a little bit of that. All right, so uh, you're studying. Okay, so you're studying surveying in your and what we'll call your high school years and such. Mm-hmm. How do you get from high school and studying surveying to now the United States and learning learning the ways uh, here and 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 uh, actually you know end up getting licensed? How, how does that path bring you here? So I was. 17 and three quarters years old when I graduated, just turned just turning 18. And at a time I was thoroughly fed up with the communist system and with the economic situation in the old country and a little bit with my family as well. And um, we had some relatives, we still do have some relatives up in Bay Area, California. So we came here to visit. Wow. And after the visit, this was like my third visit to the U.S., so it wasn't completely novel. Um, I just told my family I wasn't going back. <laughs> hey. So young girls got yeah. young girls got to chase their dreams too. Yeah, there was several years of my family being very upset with me and disowning it, but it it worked out. Oh sure. Um. Sure. So long story short. Uh, once I made that decision, I had to figure out how to take care of myself. And um, I got my visitor visa changed to a, a work visa, applied for paperwork and everything else. And I started looking at different survey companies down here in Orange County where I landed. And, um, you know, a lot of them were advertising for party chiefs and, and higher positions. So I started cold calling them in my broken English <laughs> and telling them, hey, look, I am from Croatia and I studied geodesy. I didn't know what was quite called surveying at a time. Right. And I started asking them, well, what do I do? And several companies told me, well, come on over and we will interview you. Uh, I told them, like, look, I, I see the ad is for party chief. I don't, I don't know what exactly that is, but, right. you know, I have a degree. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, good. And um, it turns out I got interviewed by a couple of pretty big companies over here. One of the legends that's still around is Johnson Frank and Associates. He's okay. very active with uh, with the board and survey education, and um, I absolutely love Roger Frank. So I uh, I got interviewed at that company. I got interviewed at what Michael Baker International used to be, which was RBF at a time. 
Okay. And I got interviewed by one of the smaller companies called, called uh, Coast Surveying. So it all went pretty well. Uh, one of the guys asked me, well, okay, so he started telling me, you know, there's this and that and the other thing that you can do in surveying. And I told him, well, I don't know where it is just yet, but, you know, point me in the right direction and I'll get to the top. Sure. <laughs> and he loved that story. So they all ended up offering me a, a job. And the way I picked where to go to work was I had to plan the shortest bus route because I couldn't, at a time, I couldn't drive yet because in Croatia you have to be 21 to drive. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so I got here, so I had to learn how to drive really quickly and, and everything else. So for the first few months, I was taking a bus to 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 work. So I ended up picking uh, Royal Del Castillo and Coast Surveying. And okay. that was my very first job here in 1987. Okay, wow. Now, I do have to ask, I, I mean, from your native language and, and growing up there, how much English did you learn growing up and how much did, I mean, how much did you, were you able to, or had to learn just coming over here? I was in a fairly lucky position in a fact that I already have family over here. Uh, my aunt who is in San Francisco, which is right. my mom's sister, who is also a doctor. Uh, when I was a kid, I completely idolized her. And, um, I was always trying to learn English because one of these days I'm going to learn my aunt and I have to be able to speak with her. You know, that's from right. a point of, you know, four or five year old. It didn't occur to me that she also knows Croatian. But <laughs> <There> it, <you> <laughs> it made me very motivated to, to, to learn English. So I was at a conversational level by the time I came here. You know, obviously my accent and a lot of lot of professional words I didn't know and it was still fairly broken but people could understand me sure sure you know and I, I'll give you a quick little example with with my English one of the first few days at my job uh, they were showing me construction calcs to do you know and I'm going okay well I a blueprint of course I know how to read that you know and they're telling me you know we're gonna do a stakeout and you have to calc the points, you know, and I'm just kind of going through everything mentally, points, mm -hmm. stakeout, and I kind of slow down a little bit at the word stakeout. And the guy starts explaining, well, that's where you set up the instrument, then you do radial stakeout, and I'm going, okay, yeah. And right. he says, then you pound the hub in the ground, and you mark the left, and you put the line, and I'm going, yeah, okay, yeah, I know, I, I know what you're talking about. You know, but then, and then I get quiet, and he's looking at me, and looking at me, and I go, what is a laugh? <laughs> and he just get he starts laughing he gets very animated he he says just wait a minute and he runs off to the back room brings back into the office a, a flat four foot laugh he's holding it up in the air like like it's a sword and he goes this is a laugh and i go oh okay that, i know what that is <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so we had little moments like that you know where i had to catch up on a terminology and 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 um spelling on occasion <laughs> sure oh absolutely yeah i you know that's that's one thing that uh i i i look back and and never took a took, took another uh foreign language uh and i i i regret it now that i didn't learn something just to 
just to kind of keep my mind sharp. So I'm always jealous and uh, very uh, in intrigued by people that, that do learn this second language, and especially when they when they move there and and uh, that becomes uh, you know basic you know becomes in the end it becomes your first basically your first language because that's where you live yeah. and that's what you're dealing with. But so I give you credit for keeping all the words straight. Holy cow. So, <laughs> all right. So you got your start in the United States in surveying. Where do you mm -hmm. go from there? I mean, do you just keep building on your experience to where you get to a point where you can then sit for your land surveying license? Well, so within the first few months of, of starting there, um, they, started talking about everybody was, was preparing for this big test, the, the ELS and the LSIT and whatnot, and I had no clue what it was. So they came to me and they go, well, are you thinking about taking your LSIT? And I'm drawing a blank. And so one of the older surveyors comes up with a pamphlet and tells me, well, it, it's a test, and he shows me the a pamphlet with all the sample questions. And I'm looking at the questions, and I go, oh, yeah, that's the stuff we did in school. He goes, do you want to take the test? Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, um, so we, <laughs> Yeah, so we studied a little bit. We had a little study group. I signed up for the test. And I got a lot of people mad because of all the people that were taking LSITs. I was the only one that passed. Oh, my goodness. I was whopping 19 years old at a time. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> And uh, and then they started bugging me, saying, well, you should write the board and see if you're the youngest one that ever passed it at, at a time that meant in California. Right. So I gave in, and I wrote the board, and the board wrote me. They said, well, you may very well be the youngest one that passed to date. That was in 1989. Mm -hmm. uh, but he says, our records are a little bit unreliable because some of the people listed current year as their year of birth. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know, but I definitely kind of on a, on the early side. So that was that was exciting, and yes, very much so. Yeah. So after after you passed your 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 LSIT, what what was next for you? Where where did your career go from there? Well, so then I started learning the the American way of if you're not getting ha being happy with getting paid in one place, then you switch companies. <laughs> had a little bit of a battle about that uh, and I landed at a company called W.R. Haynes and Company which uh, my my survey supervisor that hired me at the previous company he became he partnered up with W.R. Haynes and Company so I pretty much followed him and I stayed there for a good five or six years to get you know a lot of basic experience and it was very fortunate that it was a small, probably about six people company, and they did both surveying and civil engineering. And I got to do both. I got to learn both. Um, you know, being a, a, a helper and a, and a calker and a drafter and AutoCAD whiz on surveying side and uh, also learning how to do basic grading plans and street improvement plans and, and engineering things. So I was kind of in heaven that I got to work on a variety right. of things. Very nice. Very nice. So I guess fast forward a little bit then. Uh, when did you when did you end up sitting for your license and getting your license? 
I just, uh, you know, being, when you start in the office, when you're not in a union, I ended up not joining the, the California Survey Union. Okay. Um, because because of my early mentors and then after some time your career takes a path where you have to take serious steps back to to switch sure. it was fairly hard for me to get qualifying field experience ah, and great. california requires you to have a year of responsible position in the office and a year of responsible position in a field okay. so you know, I was always the helper in the field and short time party chief, but we need you in the office. And, you know, it's always a little harder to, to, to trust a girl to let her out in the field because you don't know how other people are going to react, especially, you know, we're talking late 80s, early 90s still. Right. Um, so it, it it, it took a while. First time when I applied for my license was in 1998 and I didn't get accepted to take the test because they said, well, we are going to credit you with some 130 or so months of responsible position in the office, but we really can't make sense out of your field experience. So we okay. need to get more field experience. So I started to do that and the recession hit and my health got a little bit weaker and I couldn't juggle everything so it, it took a little while to uh, to get to licensing so I ended up getting my uh, my national I, I took my national test two years ago and I passed it and um, after that you're able to apply for the California test and uh, I passed the California test on a second try finally in April well, very good. Well, congratulations to that because, you know, that I won't say necessarily validates the career, but it, it, it is a good feeling to know that you, you've, you've accomplished something, um, you know, in, on a professional level that, that uh, you're, not, you're now a professionally licensed land surveyor. And, uh, you know, and, and it's that, that's, uh, that's a very, very proud accomplishment. So kudos to you yeah. for, for doing that. Thank All right. you so much. Well, and I, I, we've talked about your surveying enough. I, and, and I got to tell you this, I mean, this is the, the, the big, you know, the other big reason I really wanted to speak to you, your painting that how, yes. You're such you're you're unique and unique in the fact that you it's not just something you do for yourself or, you know, just to, just a, as a something to just putz with and, 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 you know, to, you know, calm your nerves or whatever. I mean, you're a fantastic artist and you're doing this stuff on commission now. And I got to I got to know, how did you one? How did you get into the, the painting itself? The, that little story there and then how did you get into actually doing commissions for people well you know as a kid aside from being exposed to surveying i was exposed to a lot of a lot of art and i was kind of pining away at being an artist too like my grandpa who was a surveyor he also painted and he taught himself how to play a piano my mom who is an architect 
before she switched to architecture, she went through three years of art school. And then the family stood up and says, says no, 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 you need a real career, not being a starving artist. So you need to switch to architecture. So that was always very present in my life. And it was, again, another comfort zone. And same thing happened when I was to choose a career and ended up choosing surveying. I also wanted to choose drawing and painting. And my family says, no, you're not going to be a starting uh, starving artist and you're not going to stay dumb. Right. You have to do something more respectful. <laughs> and of course, I was 12. I was like, okay, mom. Oh, of course. <laughs> wow, the harsh life lessons at age 12. Man. <laughs> yeah. So then fast forward last, so I always tinkered with arts and crafts and the million hobbies surrounding that over the years. And finally, during the last recession, I had a fantastic opportunity. Again, I was, I was out of work. Uh, we were still kind of okay financially. So with my ex-husband, you know, with, I think he goes, well, why don't you take an art class, you know, just to keep yourself busy. Right. I like to keep myself busy. So I took an art class at a local college here and the teachers there said, oh, you're really good. You already have some experience, this and that. You know, there's this big art school uh, just down the street in Laguna Beach called uh, 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 Laguna, uh, Laguna College of Art and Design. They're going to be holding an open house. Why don't you take your work over there? And I was like, oh, my God, you mean that real art school? Uh, like where the big artists go, and right. goes, just, you know, they're having an open house, just go and show them your work. So I was like, okay, teacher. <laughs> so I went there and I showed them my work and they said, and this was in July. And they said, oh, well, so um, if you can start in September, we can give you a 90% scholarship. Wow. And I just kind of landed on my behind and um, had to figure out really quick how to how to reschedule my life so I can take that opportunity. Right. <laughs> um, and then after I had to unfortunately quit after in at the end of my junior year because again the recession and our financial situation changed right. and blah 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 so it, it's hard when you're 42 years old trying to go back to school it just you know finances are tough. Yep. You're exactly right. Um, so I went back to doing surveying, and um, but now you know I'm always going. I have to keep my keep up my skill. I, I have to keep up my skills. I have to get through what I was supposed to do for my senior year, which is do a, a whole series of paintings and drawings and and be presented at the Laguna Museum and be picked up by galleries and blah blah blah. That whole senior. Uh, graduating body of work. So after my national test, after passing my national test, I was like, okay, I need to decompress. I need to get my mind off of surveying for a few weeks off of the, the intense studying. So I went back, started sketching. And uh, one of the things they tell you in art school is to start with what you know, start with what you're familiar with. Sure. So I was in a Facebook group called uh, Life of a Surveyor with several incredibly supporting 
gentlemen in there who run that group and I started randomly taking pictures that people were posting and just doing sketches for my own practice and just and, and to keep myself accountable and, and to push myself to get better I would post those sketches I would tell hey so and so I did a, this little sketch of your picture you know for my own practice and my goal was to fill up a sketchbook which was about 15 pages in, in that little watercolor sketchbook and I've never done watercolor, so I, you know I have to add that level of difficulty to it. You know, sure. Uh, <laughs> and it all started taking a life of its own. By the time I was at the last two or three sketches, people were telling me, "You have to start taking commissions. You have to start taking commissions." I want uh, because there was like 20, 30 people all of a sudden who want a picture of themselves. I was like, okay, guys, I do have a full-time job. This take a while. I can't do all of them for free. Right. And they're, no, 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 you have to take commissions. So I started taking commissions. And to my surprise, dumbfoundedness, or whatever you want to call it, everybody loves them. So, I, yeah. <laughs> Well, that, and that's good. I mean, like I said, I, I've been following you and what you've been, what you posted early and then some of these commissions you've done. Um, I mean, I got to be honest with you. Um, and, and hearing you and hearing your passion, just talking about it right here and now that, uh, you know, sharing that passion that you have with surveying into this other medium. Um, I guess that's the part that, that comes out to me right here and now is, uh, how humble you are about your painting and yes county you are you you're good you're talented and people really enjoy what you're doing for them they're enjoying seeing what you're doing and posting online and uh they're you know putting all of that together um i think it makes it really really special so uh thank you so you, much you are you I, I I just I th I truly enjoy seeing you posting these different things and and now hearing you know the people are are uh, kind of clamoring to get you to do these things and, and and I think I did see the one online the other day with the three generations is that the, the, the mm -hmm. that was wonderful to have somebody think of that and put that together yeah. and really I mean it it is creating an heirloom to pass down to the younger generation and for you to be able to do that I mean. Everybody's got a cell phone camera. Everybody's taking digital photos. This is unique and 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 personal and uh, a little more thought provoking. And uh, yeah, kudos to you for being able to capture that essence um, the way you do. Um, like I said, I just I'm, I'm just I'm really blown away by what the. the how you're doing it, how well you're doing it, and uh, I mean, I, when I mean how you're doing it is how you're working a full-time job and still getting these things put out in a decent amount of time because <laughs> I can't imagine it's just like, oh yeah, I, I, I leave my job at such and such time, I go, you know, get home, whatever, and, and it's like, I'm painting. Uh, <laughs> so Yeah. But uh, Yeah, my husband complains on occasion by, that he's not getting enough dinners cooked by me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Well, he fits in that kitchen but, just as well as you do. Oh, he's learning how to hook, how to oh, cook. Good. <laughs> so, so obviously you've but got. To, you know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, when you said something about about difference between art 
or, or a painting and, and a camera. And this is something that gets discussed in art school quite a bit. And I, and I really like it. And this is the first time that I actually witness it through, through my work and, and feel it. You know, they, they talk a lot about a difference of, of a photo versus somebody actually witnessing your life, witnessing a moment mm -hmm. of your life and then processing that in their eyes and putting it on paper telling that story in a certain medium it you know a lot of people seem to have the 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 need or not a lot of people but it's kind of a basic human need to to have another person witness your life you know and i don't know how to explain that no you just explained it much I mean, that, that's, better. that's you, you said it succinctly right there i mean yes we do we we need we have times when we need other people to really see our lives and, and to what, acknowledge you and to to exactly. see something good in it you know to 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 mirror and and feedback to you what they see special in you, you right know? right and, and, and you are capturing that and and surveyors especially are not very often witnessed in life <laughs> <laughs> no we're not no we're not and especially in the settings that you are putting together based, you know, based upon their photographs or what have you, the, what the, mm -hmm. the, the settings you're, you're providing, like I said, it's just, it's, it's an incredible uh, feeling to look at those and, 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 and to really to understand what their passion is about uh, their profession. Uh, you bring that out. Um, so it says a lot about you and it says a lot about the, uh, the actual subject in the painting as well. So it just, it's, it's fantastic. It's been very surprising to me how much I actually get attached to these paintings because I'm putting myself into that setting, trying to understand the person, trying to understand their feelings, the surroundings and everything else. And by the time I'm done, I'm so attached to it that it's very hard to let go of it. And by the time I, I I clean it up and put it in a frame and mail it, it's almost like letting your little child out in the world. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That uh, you've spent so much time building and nurturing and 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 creating this 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 wonderful piece. That yeah, to go well now I'm gonna like you said box it up and ship it off. It's like oh, I spent so much time on this. I you, know, you don't want to let it go, but. Uh, Knowing oh, and, and that, it, yeah, knowing it's going to give that that kind of uh, enjoyment to who it's going to. Yes, yes, and then I then I feel good. I feel like you know even because I you know I still see just the mistakes that I make on it because you know I gotta get better. I gotta get better. But when I see somebody's actually happy with it, um, then it. It, it makes you happy, but it also humbles you and centers you. And yeah, it's it's the whole experience. Exactly. Well, like I said, I kudos to you and 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 basically taking what is a uh, a hobby that's to help you decompress and 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 take your mind off of your real work. So we say sometimes. Um, but yet you enjoy it so much and you're, you've turned it into something to where 
so many other people are enjoying it as well. I'm assuming you got a pretty good backlog of commissions then that you're going to have to yes. figure out how to work through. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I'm trying my darnest to do to do one of uh, one to two a week. It doesn't happen every week. Uh, sure. sure. Uh, we had, my husband had a hospital stay and we had a couple of mishaps, so I'm a little bit slower in the last month. So I have some catching up to do it, and I believe. Right now, I have about ten week backlog. Wow! Yeah. Good, well, so, good for you. Good for you that 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 there's that many people that also see the beauty in what you're you're creating and wanting wanting something uh, you know from you because, uh, like I said, you're you're creating a very special piece. Um, so um, don't just don't burn yourself out, please. Don't burn yourself out. I'm not likely to. I mean, I love doing it. It's it's when I recharge, but yeah. It's, well, that's um... awesome then. <laughs> well, and you know, because I, I, I got to be honest with you, uh, some very good friends of of mine, uh, they both quit their jobs years and years ago because, uh, and they got their hobby was was stained glass and doing stained glass windows and panels and various things. And to this day, I mean, they've got their own little business. That's what they do. But their 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 mantra is, we still enjoy doing this, um, even though it's artistic, even though it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, if somebody, people look at it as a hobby, they still enjoy it. Therefore, it's, it's not a job. That's the way they, like you just said, that's the way they recharge. I mean, that's, uh, when you're doing something you enjoy like that, um, it's, it's not a job. So... Uh, Kudos to you for using that as as an outlet uh, to uh, to help you recharge as well. Yeah, it's it's a very gratifying experience, and you know, like most of us surveyors, when after you worked on a project and you drive through the area, you go, "Hey, I built that," and "Hey, I built that," and this. So there's a little bit of that, you know, excitement. Uh, but on the other hand, at 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 the rate this has gained popularity i feel completely inept and unworthy at the same time oh <laughs> no not not at all not at all i, I heavily rely on people's feedback to tell me okay they're happy with it because usually i'm going oh my god i hope this is going to be okay oh <laughs> yes yes they are well, Connie, I said I would keep this to a reasonable amount of time, and uh, you know, I, I I appreciate you sharing your story because, you know, like I said, there's so many people that are seeing these online that it it's I, I'm hoping that that people are able to put your story now with the with the uh, and it really actually not just your paintings, but your the plats you're putting up, the wonderful plats you're putting up to show uh, really what quality professional serving plats look like as well um you know not a lot of people are willing to, i mean even besides just their artwork are willing to put up their plats to say hey this is what this is what a good plat looks like because people are just scared of being judged and i think uh it says a lot about you and your abilities and your confidence level um because you do you 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 paint lovely, and your plats are first class. So, I I look at you and go, you know what, this lady is is a first class act, and uh, I'm glad oh, I was okay. able to chase you down a little bit and uh, be able to talk about this because 
you know, like I, like I've said to a few of the other, uh, other surveyors I've talked to this year, uh, whether you know it or not, and, and, uh, it's, it's in your, it's in your tone, it's in your, your attitude. You are a role model and being able to share these oh types goodness. of stories that you're just, you're providing a role model for others out there that go, you know, am I good enough to do this? And, you know, hearing your background, hearing your story, hearing how you persevered to get here and, and get where you are. And now to, to, to turn out these wonderful commission pieces. Um, yes, they can. Yes, they can. Because you've shown yeah. the way. So kudos to you for, and for doing that as well. Everybody's good enough as long as they do the best they can every day. Exactly. Just put one foot in front of the other. It's it's gonna vary every day, but do the best the best you can the day you can, and uh, and then when you look when you look back, you know, after you've made a few thousand steps, then uh, you exactly. realize it has a life of its own. Well, very good. Well, I like I said, I appreciate you being on, and uh, you know what, I I always try to throw this out, especially for interesting guests like yourself. Um, someday down the line, I would like to have you back on and just, let's see, let's see how much further she's gotten into her commissions and, and, uh, pieces she's done that, uh, we'll check back in with, uh, with, with Connie and, and, uh, Connie, the, the, the painting surveyor that, that, uh, has, uh, kind of, like I said, taken social, social media by storm a little bit. So um, <laughs> we'll have you back. We'll have you back, uh, very soon, but, uh. Well, thank you so much. I'm I'm very humbled and grateful that uh, that you took notice and and made this happen. Oh, absolutely. Wouldn't uh, wouldn't have missed it for the world. So, well, that'll wrap us up for this episode of Surveyor Says. Uh, please stay tuned. We're getting closer and closer to our 100th episode. It'll be in the next few weeks, and we've got some great guests coming up uh, in the lineup. That uh, we've got a few few special surprises up up our sleeve so this has been tim birch with connie barrett the the painting surveyor and we'll see you next time thank you you've been listening to the surveyor says podcast brought to you by the national society of professional surveyors if you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic please email us at info at nsps.us.com and we are here to help Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.